This is Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks, and welcome to my podcast series, The Voice of Leadership. Today, this is episode two of Lead Yourself First, the Senior Leader's Guide to Engaging Your People for Greater Performance and Impact. And for those of you who don't know, that is the book that I wrote. So in today's episode of Envision the Future, I'm really going to be talking about how important it is to see that future before it materializes. And those of you who have been listening to the podcast, you will know that in many episodes of The Voice of Leadership, I talk about historical figures, business leaders, or others who had to first see the future before it actually became a reality. So I'm first going to share a couple of stories from my life, from my parents, which are not in the book. What's in the book is my story about how I envisioned my future from a very early age. But the backstory is that I learned how to do that from my parents. And so it's the backstory I'm going to share right now. So first of all, let me share what I learned from my father. My father was born in the deep rural south of Virginia, into great poverty, actually. He was actually born on a slave plantation. And my great-grandparents were actually enslaved on that plantation. And my father came to Baltimore after he graduated high school. When he got to Baltimore, he saw that black men could do jobs like drive buses and operate streetcars. And you have to remember that back at this time, there were a lot of limitations on what black people were able to do. And so when he saw that, he decided that one day he wanted to be a bus driver or perhaps a streetcar operator. Now, here was his reality. At the time he had this vision and this purpose, he did not have a driver's license. He didn't have a car. He didn't know how to drive. And he didn't know the city. So he was dreaming something that, from a practical point of view, would seem to be impossible. So he started out in Baltimore holding a number of different jobs along the way to get to his goal. On the surface, many of those jobs that he held would seem to have nothing to do with driving. But here's one of the things I want you to keep in mind. That doesn't matter. What Once you set the intention for what it is you're doing in the future, everything along the way is going to be meaningful and have value. Now, eventually, he did get a job where he was driving a taxi cab. So when he got the job driving a taxi cab, and mind you, prior to that, he had to learn from my maternal grandmother how to drive. So my maternal grandmother taught him how to drive. So he learned to drive this taxi cab, and the taxi company was very good at giving their employees information about driving under adverse conditions like, how do you drive in the snow? What do you do when this happens and that happens? And of course, he knew nothing about that. So a lot of drivers would take these notes and just throw them away. But my father read every last one of them. 
and he implemented this information into his moving forward plan. So he learned to be a safe and very good driver, and he also learned the city by driving the taxi cab. So later in life, he had an opportunity then to become a bus driver for what was then called the Baltimore Transit Company. And he had really wanted to be a streetcar operator, but again, divine providence really helps. It's a good thing he went into driving the bus because the streetcars eventually went out of business. So anyway, he drove the bus, did that for a number of years, and because he was very committed to excellence, he was always acknowledged and recognized for moving forward. So he became a supervisor of the bus drivers. He later became a superintendent. And later, he was the head of all operations and planning for the Metropolitan Transit Administration in Maryland. That was a very high-level job. It was uh, an executive job at that point, and he got there from the ground up because he saw a reality before it even made sense to think about doing something. So he saw himself driving when he didn't know how to drive and didn't have a license. So that's what I learned from my father. Now, I learned something very similar from my mother. My mother, who was from Baltimore, when I was a young child, she decided that she was going to become a nurse. And what I remember, I remember her enrolling in school and I remember her studying day and night. I can still see pictures in my mind of these very technical textbooks that she had with all kinds of medical procedures in them. And she had to really apply herself, but she wanted to be a nurse. Now, what was interesting about my mother's passion for nursing, it really fit with who she was as a person. My mother was the type of person who was deeply committed to helping others. She was a natural healer. So being a natural healer, this future that she envisioned for herself, very much aligned with her gifts and with her talents. So later, when I saw her in her nursing uniform with the nurse's hat, and she was graduating that was a great day. And back at that time, when nurses went to work, they actually had to wear the white uniform, they had the white shoes, they had the nursing hat, and every night she was polishing her white shoes with the white polish. But I remember in childhood, my mother really was a natural herbalist. She was always in the kitchen whipping up concoctions designed to help heal us from different conditions. And I'll tell you what, Sometimes you wished you would get well before you had to take the treatment because they didn't always taste great. Nevertheless, somehow or another, she nursed us back to health. And even in my case, even in adulthood, when I was active duty in the Army, I was one of those people who just didn't do well with pharmaceuticals. And in the Army, we were required every year to take the flu shot. Every year, I got drastically ill for three weeks with a horrific strain of the flu, immediately after the flu shot, and I would come within an inch of my life, and my mother would come to wherever I was living and nurse me back to health. And of course, since I've gotten out of the army, I have avoided the flu shot and haven't caught the flu at all. So there are just some of us who, who just don't do well with that. But anyway, my mother, she envisioned her future that aligned with her gifts and talents, and that's how she became successful. So in my book, you will see the full story about my own journey of becoming a clinical psychologist 
and a consultant and an army officer and all of that, and how that story was birthed from the sixth grade. So please stay tuned, go to the book and read up on that. And here's a few things I want you to notice is that even in my story, as with my parents, and as will be the case with you, there will be challenges. There will be obstacles to overcome. Nevertheless, though, challenges don't stop the vision. They don't stop the journey. So it takes perseverance to see what's beyond, to see beyond what's even blocking the view. So just imagine that it's this beautiful lake oasis on the backside of the mountain, but all you can see is the mountain in front of you. Just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there. So there are a couple of principles I want you to take away from today's episode, and that is number one, commit to the vision first. So first, you want to make that commitment. Secondly, then you watch as the resources come to you to make that dream happen. And that includes even the financial resources. And then thirdly, know that every experience is preparing you for your future. And when I mention the backside of the mountain, it makes me think about Moses in the Bible because he knew he was called to lead the children of Israel out of Egypt and out of slavery. However, he got ahead of himself and killed the Egyptian and God had to put him out on the backside of the mountain for about 40 years of preparation where he was learning some humility. He was learning some patience and how to be a husband, how to raise a family. Then he came back to do the mission for which he was actually called. So here's some questions for you to think about for yourself. What are your gifts and talents as a leader? What's the vision that you have for your impact in the workplace? How will you benefit others and your workplace when that vision is realized? So I invite you to go to Amazon and get your copy of Lead Yourself First, the Senior Leader's Guide to Engaging Your People for Greater Performance and Impact. And remember, you are here not only to serve you, but to serve others, just as we are. So get a copy for someone else too, or maybe several someone else's along the way who you think could benefit from envisioning their future even before they can see it. Thank you and have a great day. You've been listening to The Voice of Leadership with me, Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks. For more information, please visit my website, transleadership.com.